listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you, hour number two of Miller and Moulton on this Super Bowl Monday. Thanks so much for being with us, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Do you think today should be a holiday? Or do you think that the NFL should just figure out a way to push their season back so that the game is played the Sunday before President's Day? And then we can just have a holiday after the Super Bowl and we can all just, you know, stay up late, enjoy the game, maybe have an extra cocktail or two. Those who are at the game can travel on a holiday and not miss any work and what have you. I mean, you know, because people are thinking about we need to, you know, lobby Congress and actually make today a holiday. No. <laughs> are you kidding me? Just, I'm, I just, it's a thing. It's Mark, a I'm football game. It's a thing. Is there anything that says America more than Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, every single thing about it. All right. Let me just break this down for you in maybe a way you haven't heard before. Okay. If today's a vacation day, uh huh. then, all right, no one works, but you're expected, to, you're going to lose another day for it. You're not just getting a national holiday. They're going to make you work a different day. Whereas today, no one's doing anything before noon at work. Nobody. They're talking about the Super Bowl. They're talking about the anthem. They're talking about Rihanna. They're talking about the penalty. And then they rehash that six or seven times. Come on, you used to work in an office. Today is the number one grab-ass day. The only day that even comes close to this is the first day of the tournament. <laughs> so you're saying keep it a work day because, let's face it, we don't do a whole lot of work. No. And then in the afternoon, you go see a couple of clients. You know what you talk to the clients about? The Super Bowl. <laughs> well, what if you're in a you know job that doesn't involve you know schmoozing? You then you still talk work. about the Super Bowl. <laughs> then, you know, then you do what my wife did. She went to bed early. She's got to work for a living today. She right. can't be, you know, the animals are not going to answer back when they, when she says to the dog while doing an exam, did you think that was a holding call? She's got nothing there. Right. Well, I think you should ask her tonight, you know, when you prepare dinner and you've got the, although I don't know on a Monday, it's a little early for wine. You know, usually you got to get to about Wednesday or Thursday for the glass of wine to be sitting there waiting for her when she walks in the door. I mean, let me tell you, if she's asking for a glass of wine on a Monday, oh, it's going to be a hell of a week. Then she wants this to be a holiday. That's what she's <laughs> well, telling there me. There you go. So just, you know, maybe do some research, Mark, some R&D. You know, ask your wife who has one of those jobs, you know, that's, hey, what do you think about uh, Super Bowl Monday as a national holiday? But that means the kids aren't going to school either, and we have enough of that already. Well, I was going to say, Mark, I mean, please. I I mean, they got 37 days off around Christmas. I I mean, so we give them one more in February. I don't know about you, but, you know, they consolidated it. Now we just have President's Day. I don't know if they did it when you were going to school in Jersey. When I was going to school, we got Lincoln and Washington. One was the 12th. One was the 24th. We got them both. It was fantastic. I don't remember getting those. I'm telling you, I don't remember getting those days off. Oh, yeah. We got them both off. It was fantastic. When they consolidated it, I thought, oh, man, future generations. Uh, 
they're they're sticking it to you there. You need to get them both. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, they're they're they're, they're big. Lincoln and Washington. I mean, they, you know, you, you make the case. They both deserve a day. Monuments and everything. Right. I mean, come on now. In fact, while we're at it, how come we're not celebrating the other two? I mean, come on. We put them on the side of a mountain. Anyway. So that's all. It's just, it's a thing. Listen, it's not like Congress is going to do anything to make our lives better. I mean, this might be the only thing that the these two sides can actually put a bill, you know, and vote on in the next two years. I was just wondering. Text line is open at 21,000, Your thoughts on the game, halftime, the anthem, whatever it is you want to contribute, you can send it in to 21,000. If you've never texted the show before, text the keyword FSN radio. Once you've done that, you can text as much or as little as you would like. This texter said, it was a hold, but I'd seen so many holds on lines throughout the game. Why did they call it when the game was on the line? Because <laughs> it was a hold. No. And this no. person says he grabbed his jersey, but did that keep him from being able to catch the ball? One has nothing to do with the other. It was not pass interference. It was defensive holding. Right. I just have to, we'll probably reiterate that several times through the show today, but a lot of people are saying it wasn't a catchable ball. That doesn't have anything to do with defensive holding. Correct. Correct. And it was not even called illegal contact more than five yards downfield because the contact was actually within five yards. It was called holding. Does not matter where the ball was thrown or when the ball was thrown. That is why it was called as such. Brian in our Twitch chat room, Mark, terrible call. As an Eagles fan, I'm devastated. Even my Cowboys friend texted he thought we may need to see that official's bank account. Now, take it easy now. And Brian, I'm impressed with your Cowboys friend because the Cowboy person in my group chat thought it was karma for the Eagles fans booing Dak for winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and said so immediately. See what they get for booing my guy? (laughs) Did you text back and go, they booed Santa Claus. You don't think they're going to boo Dak Prescott? Come on now. Wear it as a badge of honor. Dak laughed. Kind of, you know, tapped his heart a few times like, ah, there you go. You know, warms the cockles right there. Thank you so much. (laughs) So how are we phrasing this? Do you agree with the call? You know, do we put in there, James Bradbury said he held the wide receiver, comma, Probably leave that out. We'll let people just find that at some point. Somebody will hear it on a sports talk show in like May and go, really? Bradbury said he held them? I think it's, do you agree with the defensive holding call on Bradbury at the end of the game? Very simple. I have to admit, first couple replays, I was agreeing with Greg Olson, who almost almost i mean he was he was tiptoeing around it he almost crushed the call but he would start to crush it and then he would just tap dance a little bit oh i don't know mike if you can make that call i mean you know i mean i thought he was channeling romo there for a second i mean the only thing i thought was missing was jim i don't know if i like that jim 
Oh, it's gonna be close, Jim. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say I'm fed up with Romo, but when he appeared in commercials, I got upset. I'm like, ah, oh, keep <laughs> him out of this game. Me too, David. I thought, I thought he, I know he tiptoed, but I thought ultimately he made his opinion that he did not like the call one bit. I, I thought he was agreed. I, I thought he was succinct in what he did. Even when Pereira then called it, he challenged it. And he's like, I see what you're seeing, Mike. I still don't like the call. That's true. At the very end, he definitively said, I don't like the call. And he even joked, okay, and I know Chiefs fans are crushing me right now. <laughs> uh. I thought he and they had a very good game. I thought they had a great game. I, I thought the Fox had the pictures and went to the right replays uh, almost immediately, which is so hard to do. Love the little context, even with the coin toss there in which they showed the picture from Super Bowl one Packers chiefs, you know, two players on each side and an official, just one official, as opposed to then the, the same angled shot from, you know, Super Bowl 57. That was cool. That's Richie Science, by the way. Richie Science, the producer, is big into history. So that that's all Z. So that I thought that was great. But I thought Burkhart was terrific. Okay, for what it was worth. I thought I thought Olsen was pretty good. Uh, and then at the end, you know, on the call, you know, eventually, you know, got to, hey, I really don't like this call. Cool. Good. And I think and I thought he needed a moment, Mark. And he got it at the end. And he rose to it. So, you know, Brady's gonna have a lot to live up to. They're gonna get great press from this, as they should. And those two will do a good job next year. And it'll be two years of those two doing the big games on Fox, and then people will be like, I don't know, I just got to like this guy. Why are we getting rid of him? Why can't Brady work his way up? Give him a year on the B team, like Olsen had. <laughs> right. Right. Give him a year on the B team. That's funny. That's cute. I just thought I'd throw that in. You know, just. I, okay, so he's making $37.5 million a year. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll give him a year on the junior varsity. Right. Eh, maybe not. How about that one o'clock Bears Lions game for you, Tom? <laughs> Just you need to ease into this there. That's all. Uh, Miller and Moulton on the Super Bowl Monday. So um, do you agree with the call? Is that what we're going with? Yes. Poll questions up. Look at that. Wow. In this post Super Bowl era, we're getting poll questions up, David. We're one for one. Man. Oh, let's go. Hey, uh, I, I need to get something off my chest. When did America dump on the Kansas City Chiefs? Because according to Travis Kelsey and a whole bunch of Kansas City Chiefs, apparently we treated them as if they were the Arizona Cardinals. I was and confused I'm trying to, by that. I'm trying to figure out when did this happen. Well... I will say, David, the one thing that scared me going into the game, and you and I talked about, it, is that everybody I knew, everybody I'd talked to, everybody I'd listened to, 
everybody was picking the Eagles. And I'm sure Kelsey heard the same thing. But the Chiefs made it sound as if, like, people had, you know, wrote them off all year. I mean, there's not one major betting line that had them worse than top four. Not one. I mean, the worst odds I saw on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl was the fourth best choice at 12 to 1. That's the worst betting line I saw. Yes, the Bills were the AFC pick over the Chiefs. But the Chiefs acted, Mark, like they were the Jets, for goodness sake. That's just today's world. They took being ranked fourth as being ranked 24th. Man. Got to fight the fights. Man. I mean, Michael Jordan was sitting there going, man, I can hold a grudge. You're listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Thanks so much for being with us. Poll question. You agree with the holding call on Bradbury? Does it matter that Bradbury said he held them? My guess is no. You didn't like the call? You didn't like the call. To reiterate the most important text I got last night was at 10-12 from my mother that said, what a shame it ended on a bull blank call. And she didn't say blank. No, she did did not. Wow. When parents curse to their children, that's big. Like my mother never curses. Never. And the handful of times she has done it to me, it just stops me in my tracks. I think it's the first time my mother has ever sworn in a text to me. (laughs) And I'm not joking. Because she will curse, but it's not very often. Right. And so when they do, their children are like, oh, my goodness. Mom cursed. Dad cursed. They never curse. Well, I mean, come on now. Dad was a legendary cursor. Well, it depends on the dad. That's all. Yeah, I mean, legendary. Okay. Had his own wing in the Hall of Fame for how he could string those suckers together. (laughs) Well, good for him. But mom, moms don't curse. Not usually. Unless they're an Eagles fan. But you know. Well, and the funny thing was she was rooting for the Chiefs. She likes Mahomes. And still didn't, you know, still heavily invested in the game, gave it a whole night. And I think a lot of us just didn't want to see it end that way. So this really gets to, if we could just do a little sidebar here for a second, this gets to like fam forever here in our Twitch chat room says it was technically the right call, but shouldn't be called on that particular play, which really, you know, could lead to an alternate poll question, which is basically, so are you okay if the officials put the whistles away in the final minutes of a close game? Because that's basically what many of us are now saying, right, Mark? It's not, I mean, if Bradbury said he held them, how can Miller and Moulton say he didn't hold them? So we're basically saying, well, he may have held them, but you can't make that call in a tie Super Bowl with two minutes to go. Well, then you're saying once we get to a certain point, the officials make an announcement. There will be no more penalties the rest of this game. 
I mean, Mark, you and I are hockey guys, and we grew up in which literally when the second period ended, everybody knew, well, we're not going to see a penalty the rest of the game. Outside of a felony, a penalty was not going to get called. I mean, I'll never forget game one of the 1980 Stanley Cup Finals. The Islanders beat the Flyers in overtime with a power play goal. The sport nearly unraveled. How in the world could a team have a power play in overtime of a Stanley Cup final game? They don't call penalties after 9 o'clock at night. doesn't matter how late the game goes. So that's, you know, I do think we need to have that discussion. Oh, okay. Bradbury says he held them. Yeah, I don't like the call because it was tied with two minutes to go. They hadn't, but they hadn't called the defensive holding penalty the entire game. I understand. They called one pass interference. It was on the offense. The guy Mm -hmm. was blocking 12 yards down the line, fully engaged from the entire play. (laughs) He started a little early. He did. But so they called two, but they were both correct. Correct. Yes. Okay, Your Honor. It was ticky tack. That is the only thing I can say. I thought it was. I thought in the moment it was ticky tack. I thought it took an hour and a half for the flag to get there, which bothered me a little bit. <laughs> you want them to have like pellet guns, don't you? You want them to be able to just immediately shoot that sucker out of the field. Ah, holding. Boom. No, I'd like him to throw the penalty flag when the penalty's committed, not after the ball touched the ground. And Mahomes then yelled at the official. Mark, I don't know about you, but sometimes I have trouble reaching into my pocket and just getting the keys out. Okay. I mean, you know, sometimes it's. Yeah, but that's because you've got that wallet there. (laughs) And I've got a little too much cellulite. (laughs) It's true. I mean, what's this guy got to grab? He's not got a phone. There's no keys. He's got a flag there. That's it. It's the only thing he's got to grab. I agree. The pockets also should not be that deep. Right. Should be easy in, easy out. I'm with you. Uh, But when you plan on crushing a call. Correct. And you're ready to crush the call and you are getting through postgame and the player commits the penalty says, I held him. It does take away a lot of juice for the morning radio show hosts. Yes. Because you want to pull him aside and go, shut up. I got a whole show planned, you idiot. Man, what are you doing? You didn't hold them. Hell, that was offensive. I saw him push off. Uh, so that's our that's our poll question. That Mark Miller, the David Moulton, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Time now for our Clutch Vodka play of the day. After that holding penalty, I'm guessing it would be a couple of things that happened from that point forward. Felipe, what do you have for us? Well, Harrison Bunker, who... You know, in the first half, had a doinker, which uh, I'm sure gave some Bears fans some PTSD. Nonetheless, he came through in the end, clutch, hitting what would be the game-winning field goal. Chiefs radio guy Mitch Holthus with the call, and then the other call on the last play of the game. Townsend will hold it. 
11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35 tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go in regulation in Super Bowl 57. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 57. And that's our Clutch Vodka play of the day. That is Clutch with a K. Check them out at clutchspirits.com. Ask for them wherever you buy your spirits. And look online at clutchspirits.com, hashtagging your drinks with that same hashtag, Clutch Spirits. There it is again with the narrative that everyone was doubting the Chiefs. Which, I don't know how you can when your quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Jordan went through his career, you know, creating damn near imaginary beefs. So I guess whatever you got to do, but I don't know. It it caught me a little off guard. I got to be honest. And we all love Travis Kelsey, but I was like, dude, give it a rest. Seriously. Five straight AFC championship games. You're acting like you're the lions for goodness sake. (laughs) Nobody gave us any chance. Well, yeah, you've won one playoff game in 60 years. I mean, that's how he was acting, for goodness sakes. No one gave us a chance. Really? I'm sorry. Did you lose Mahomes at any point in time during the season? <laughs> Even threw in a few explicits since they, they muted the mic? Yeah. I'm like, dude. Whatever you got to do, Travis. Whatever you got to do to keep that narrative and keep that edge. But I... It was a little laughable. Did you see what Jason said to Travis after the game? Now, see, we're only children, so we don't understand this. Older brother sees younger brother and looks right at him and says, F you. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds Uh... about right. Sounds about right. Probably tried to give him a wedgie and all of that, too. Miller and Moulton. 21,000. The text line's open. Eager to take your comments on Super Bowl 57. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. On this Super Bowl Monday, after the Chiefs edge the Eagles 38-35, a controversial call in the final two minutes has people talking. It's our poll question. Did you like the call or agree with the call? How about that? Did you agree with the call? James Bradbury was called for holding. He said after the game, yeah, I held them. I thought they'd thought I'd be able to get away with it. Thought they'd let me get away with it, but no, I held them. So, you know, 
takes a little starch out of Miller, Moulton, and anybody else who was foaming at the mouth, ready to go this morning. Wait, he said what? Oh, man. It's kind of like having this whole case you're going to make before the jury and your, you know, helper over there, you know, the second, you know, your assistant taps you on the shoulder and says, uh, by the way, he said he did it. What do you mean he said he did it? Yeah, he confessed. What? I got this whole case. He's not guilty. Well, he, he don't know what to tell you. He said it was guilty. I mean, I've watched a lot, a lot of Law and Order, Mark. It, that's a that's a tough, you know. You get fifty minutes into the show, and all of a sudden, you find out your client's guilty. It, it's it's tough to keep going forward with, with that closing argument with a full confession. <laughs> right. It's one thing to think they're guilty. It's one thing to perhaps suspect that they're guilty. But David, right. when they say that they are guilty, it is difficult to get past that. <laughs> right. And I quote I'm James so- Bradbury here. It was a holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. Just, just shut I, up! Shut up! <laughs> I four hours to do tomorrow morning. What's the matter with you? But you know you have the right to remain silent? <laughs> and in this case, anything you say will be used against you on a sports radio show. Come on now. I did find it fascinating, though, when Goodell gets up there and says, ah, this was great. What a great – this was your season in a nutshell. really was. Really close games and a call at the end of the game that determined the game. This was your season, Raj. (laughs) Now, when you phrase it that way, a call that determined the game, I mean, you make it seem as if it was an inaccurate call. It was a bad call. No. It was a call that determined the game. If it's not called, they kick the field goal. There's 90 seconds left. We don't know what's going to happen. But just remember this. We say, and we've taken a lot of heat over the years for saying this, when it's your year, there are little things that happen that never happen again. Think about the Chiefs winning their last two playoff games on last-second field goals and the penalties that were called that benefited them both times. Hey, they're both penalties. Two tremendous games. None of us wanted to see laundry on the field because if they don't, call the holding that was third down Eagles still had a timeout left let's assume Butker's going to make the kick I know he'd missed one earlier from 42 or whatever but this one would have been I think I don't know 35 yards something like that let's assume he makes it would have been about a minute 40 to go Eagles ball probably on their own 25 since every Kick. There wasn't a kick return in the game, was there? Not until they, they that last field goal when they squibbed yeah. the kick. So let's assume he you know bangs it through the end zone. Minute 40 to go, one timeout, down three. Ball on their own 25. How do you think the game would have played out? 
I mean, we all know. I mean, you know, the Eagles had over 400 yards of offense. It's not like the Chiefs had stopped them very many times. But you also have to acknowledge that the Eagles' offense was not a quick strike offense. I mean, those drives all took a while. You know, they hit a couple of big pass plays. You know, the deep touchdown to A.J. Brown into double coverage, by the way. And then Devontae Smith got loose down the sideline mid-fourth quarter. But obviously, those of us who were neutral, we wanted to see that play out. Okay, this would be fun. We don't now, we don't know how this sucker is going to end. Chiefs going to win? Eagles going to win? Are we going overtime? I mean, that would have been fun. Instead, we all knew what was going to happen. Baby's over. Chip shot field goal. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Take it however you want, David, but Kansas City and their three playoff games were whistled for 10 penalties. Their opponents had 20. Maybe they're just better coached. You know, better coached teams commit less penalties. In fact, they only had four games all year where they had more penalties called than their opponents. Backs up what you're saying right there. Listen, if you're a Dolph fan and you love Don Shula, I mean, that's what everybody said. Dolphins were always one of the least penalized teams in the league. Those that were big supporters of Shula and the Dolphins just said, well, we're the best coach team in the league. Of course we commit the least penalties. He harps on it in practice. Brings officials in long before anybody else brought officials in to work practices. Shula did it. Those that hated Shula and the Dolphins said, yeah, he's a big uh, voice in the league. He intimidates everybody. Of course, that's why they get the calls. It's kind of like home versus away in college basketball, Mark. I mean, you know, which, which you know, you think of the Chiefs are playing, you know, not, are they the Jayhawks and they're playing, you know, at home all the time? Right, or? but they were playing a road game yesterday. They weren't the home team. No, no they weren't. Not just in uniforms either. Hey, can we go back to actually something that took place that kind of got mentioned late in the broadcast? How about that Chiefs offensive line, huh? I mean, that team had the third most sacks in the history of the league. In the history of the league, only the 84 and 85 Bears had more sacks in a season than the 2022 Philadelphia Eagles. You know how many Hall of Famers were on that defense in Chicago? With Buddy Ryan, an innovator, working the scheme on the 84 and 85 Bears? I mean, that's historically where the Philadelphia Eagles were at 6.30 last night. I'm sorry, Mark. How many sacks did they have again? Zip, zilch, nada. Hmm. Wow. And what you pointed out a little earlier, David... One team had a double-digit lead in the game. Getting to the point where we thought we knew what Kansas City was going to be doing. And two things happened. One, even with the lead, the Eagles' pass rush still couldn't get to Mahomes. And B, even when trailing for most of three hours, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy kept running the ball. 
you know, I went a little Mel Allen on Friday in which I went, how about that? But that's, I did it at about 9.30 last night too when I was watching the game by myself as they kept giving the ball to Pacheco. And I'm like, how about that? You know me, Mr. Run the Damn Ball. Trailing in the game and running the ball. Love it! That's sexy to me. That Especially when sexy. it works. Damn right. Especially when it works. Down 10. How are we getting back in this? Let's run the ball right at him. There you go. Hey, you're talking my language. Rihanna or the Chiefs running the ball? Give me the Chiefs running the ball. And I love Rihanna. Man, oh, man. Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, never been more attractive to me than they were yesterday. Let me tell you. Down 27-21, going to the fourth. What are we going to do? We're going to give the ball to Pacheco. Ah! That's, that's men I can support right there. And I think it was a touch on a necessity because the way the Eagles dominated the plays, I believe the plays were 50-22 to 22 in the first half, David. I thought that's what I had written down. Well, how about that graphic that the Chiefs ran 20 plays and the Eagles had 17 first downs? Right. Uh. And that defense could have gotten worn out in that game, but they didn't. They play the second half of their lives. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the Chiefs were able to run the football. And they kept running the ball. Chiefs outrushed the Eagles. The Eagles outpassed the Chiefs. Isn't that the beauty of sports right there? I mean, even Greg Olson, it was like mid-second quarter, and the Eagles are beginning to take control of the game. And he goes, you know, we all thought that the Eagles were going to take control of this game, running the ball. Instead, they're they're owning this game, throwing it. I mean, come on. If we had said before the game, Mark, how much money would we have all lost if we had said, well, Hurt's going to throw for 300, and he's going to run for over 70. Oh, and he's going to rush for three touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, how many points would the Eagles have won by if we had told everybody that before the game? He he exceeded the number I thought he needed to rush for in the first half to win the game. You did say uh, his prop was what? High 40s, 47, right. 49, something like that. And you said to me, he's got to get to it. If he gets to it, then the Eagles win. And when he was running in the first half, I'm thinking to myself, well, Mark Miller's going to look pretty damn good tomorrow. But not to be, because in the second half, the Eagles couldn't stop the Chiefs. Uh-uh. Not even close. Have you ever seen that close to the goal line on non-pick plays? Two receivers that wide open for touchdowns? You and I could have run those in. I, you and I could have run those in. I mean, we've all seen the pick plays in which two receivers, two defenders, the one guy picks them both and the other guy's wide open. But, I mean, third and goal from like the five there and then the other touchdown where they run a similar looking play to the other side, to the – to rookie uh, Sky there. 
I, it's unbelievable. I I can't recall two receivers being that wide open. It's as if the Eagles had 10 defenders against 11. They were so wide open. It's like, what is going on here? Overcommitted to the man in motion in a huge way each time. Well, you know, somebody had to screw up. If you're going to lose, if you're going I mean, let's think about it. Chiefs running game, offensive line, you know, Eagles passing game. So many units overachieved. Had to be a unit that didn't do what they normally do. But the Eagles secondary was supposed to be one of the, you know, you're thinking who's going to make these little mistakes down low would be the Chiefs secondary with all their young players. It was the right. Eagles secondary that's making the mistakes with all of their with all their veterans back there not getting the job done. I mean, Mark, not only if we had thrown out the Mahomes, uh, the Hurts info, excuse me, the Eagles held Mahomes to 182 yards passing. Remember, Hurts threw for over 300, rushed for 70 and three touchdowns. They held Mahomes to 182 and lost. God, we love sports. You know, we've not talked about it a lot, but that turnover of the scoop and score was monstrous. It'll be, it won't be talked about in the way it was because of the call and people are going to want to harp on the defensive holding, but Philadelphia's in complete control of that football game. Doing whatever they wanted to do in the first half and that kept the Chiefs in it. Nick Bolton, fumble return. And it's not like he forced it either. Hertz just lost the ball. It's the only mistake he made all night. Seven-point mistake. And you're right. I mean, the halftime score. I mean, simple math alone, you're thinking 24-7. But it's because when it was 24-14, didn't we all think, well, man, the Eagles are absolutely dominating. They're only up 10. Chiefs get the ball to start the second half. Man, this feels like 35-14. Miller and Moulton. Your thoughts on Super Bowl 57 and historically where it ranks. 